Hello and welcome to the Real Estate Nerds Podcast. On this Best Deal episode, we will explore the human side of real estate investing with a seasoned pro about the legendary best deal of their life. A deal isn't just the investment, it is also the person executing it. Stay with us and learn what it takes to be the best investor possible. Hi, and welcome to the Real Estate Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Royal-Smith, the owner of Royal Legal Solutions, your one-stop shop for everything, asset protection, tax business, everything real estate investor, entrepreneur. We got it at Royal Legal Solutions. I'm here with Holly Williams here today. Um, we're going to be talking about the best deal with Holly. Um, it's actually a deal that she did with Joe Fairless. I'm sure all you guys recognize that name um, as well. And, that, and just before we started rolling here today, Holly was giving me um, a lot of great uh, insights into how like her perception of like risk has really changed when she started doing real estate. Um, and that, uh, that, you know, she gets people that call her all the time saying, Hey, you know, we, we know that you like to get into really risky things. Uh, don't you want to invest in like this movie we got going on at Serena Williams in it. <laughs> and, 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 you know, just really how people don't understand of, of how real estate can really be the best thing for you, especially when you're looking for like retirement, you know, when you're looking into those long-term assets that are going to perform for you over and over and over again. And today, Holly's going to share with us her best deal, which was her first deal um, that she did with an internet celebrity, uh, of all things, our, our one and only uh, Joe Fairless. And you guys have seen me on uh, his show as well, too. So, Holly, thanks for coming on to the show today. And, and I was wondering if you could give us a little bit of background on yourself. Um, you know, what are you really into? Who are you connecting with right now? And kind of set the stage for us about what is it like getting into this best deal? Well, good. So, thanks. I'm, it's great to be here. And, you know, I, this is my favorite topic. I just love talking about about multifamily syndication and you know it's i knew joe fairless before he long before he was an internet celebrity he was a little kid from uh, from texas tech and i happened to be on the board of the school of communications guns up and so that's how i know joe and he came up to new york and we were one of the couple of people from texas tech and new york and got to be friends and so we were we were interested in real estate i have a four family house in brooklyn um, a couple of single family homes in Houston. I grew up in Houston, came up to New York for a job that was supposed to last a year. That was 30 years ago, and I'm still here. So that's, and right now I'm in our vacation place up in Woodstock, New York, and life is good. So life was good, right? And, and but you know, and I, I always knew that real estate investing was a good a good thing. I knew about depreciation. I knew about all of those things. But what I didn't know is that you could do it passively and bypass Wall Street. I knew about REITs. I knew about um, uh, hedge, hedge funds. But, you know, I didn't have $20 million to get into any, a lot of those. Like the private, you could get into the public stuff, no problem. But you're not going to get the tax benefits. You're not going to get, you know, uh, a lot of the, a lot of the things that the, the, the mutual fund fidelity does, right? But I didn't have $20 million for a Goldman Sachs private, you know, access account. And so I didn't have access to a lot of this, this stuff. And that's who we buy these apartment complexes from. But I didn't know any of this. Joe Fairless called me and said, listen, I love advertising. I've, you know, risen as far as I'm going to rise and I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to, hire the guy that wrote commercial real estate investing for dummies and I'm going to get him to teach me how to buy apartment complexes. And I was like, okay, great. And I took him to dinner cause he was unemployed. Right. And 
And so that's, that's what happened. And then he called me a couple months later. And then the first deal I invested in was his deal in Cincinnati. So I found this deal. I'm looking for investors in yeah. Cincinnati. And, and will you invest? And I said, yeah, sure. And I really honestly was just helping him. I didn't know what I was really investing in until I started learning about that. And then he called me three months later and said, hey, listen, I met this guy, Frank Rossler, and he's in da-da-da-da-da, and, and, and this is way before Ashcroft Capital, this is everything, and, and I need to, I want to really want to do this deal, and I think we can make, make some money, and uh, will you help me raise a million dollars? And I said, sure, I know all these people with lots of money. I will, I will absolutely, let me just get on the phone. And, and, and that's when I realized, see, because the, the, before that I thought, this is amazing. This is an amazing investment. And I can't believe that I didn't know about it. So I thought I was the only one that didn't know of all my rich friends, of which I'm not one of these rich, but I know them, right? Because <laughs> I've lived in New York City and and you know you just run into people right I, I i found out that they didn't know either yeah what is that experience the first time that you're starting to tell people well they were like holly we love you i'll buy advertising from you uh if you want to start an advertising business i'll help you finance that you know all this stuff but what's the deal with this real estate thing it must be a scam yeah you don't understand it's the safest thing we go in blah 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 they're like, if you go to any garden style apartment complex in the United States and you just stop there and you ask them, hey, ask someone who works there, who owns this? It's usually nine times out of 10 that will tell you the name of the management company. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, I've done it. You don't think about who owns these. Well, who owns them? Or, you know, now A-Rod owns a lot of them, right? You know, now, you know, uh, private investors own them and hedge funds own them and REITs own them and, and all of these people own them. And, you know, I didn't realize that we could get a bunch of people together and we could own one too. And that's yeah. really what we're doing. Yeah. And in doing so, we, we, we're eligible now for all of the tax all of the depreciation, all of the, all of the good stuff that goes along with real estate investing. And if you, you know, and it's all about like-minded people and, and, and working with people who know what they're doing. And those are people that have business experience. I'm, I'm a believer in that, you know, cause I know, I, I understand how to run a, an advertising business. I understand how to run a business. I understand how to operate a P and L. I understand what makes, you know, profit and loss I understand and I have a track record of those kinds of things and so it's, it's quite transferable right it's just thinking in things a, a different way and that's when the realization also hit me that I didn't know anything about Apple like I, I have I made money in Apple stock I bought you know I have all this money in stock markets but I readily give everything I own to someone that a financial advisor that says that they don't have any idea what's going to happen. Right. Right. And I buy Apple stock. I may make money. That's, and I have, but I don't know what their margins are. I don't know what the trade agreement impacts might be. I don't know where, what the 
their market share is around the world in various markets. I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't know their cost structure. I don't know anything about their business, really, except for I have an Apple iPhone and it works. And I like it. I can, I'm talking on a Mac. Yeah. Right. How, so, does that, how does that compare in your experience from the investing you've done? A lot of the people I talked to said, hey, you know, to, I don't want to pull my money out of the market. I'm averaging, you know, for the long term, I'm averaging about 10% per year, you know, in terms of like the gains I get if I keep it in long enough time. And I try to tell them, I said, well, you know, like you can actively manage your money with investments. And then when you factor in all the tax benefits, and et cetera, you're doing much, much better than that. Um, how much better in your experience does it get like on in the aggregate? Like, and in, in when you're thinking like long term and we are not just absolutely like a one-off thing, but everything factored together. Is it usually in that 20 to 25 to 30% range? Once oh, yeah. So three things happened to me around the same time. So Joe Fairley started investing in apartments. Then, um, and then in that deal that I did, I couldn't come up with a million, so I put a bunch of money in it. And that's when I really saw, I was like, oh my God. And I still to this day am making like 35 grand a year tax deferred from it. I mean, it's crazy. And I've already gotten my money back. I mean, my principal is ridiculous. And, and, and so what happens is, is that, so that's the first thing that happened was that I met, you know, I, Joe started doing this and I started learning about this, but at the same time in 2010 and 2011, my parents passed away and over that time, you remember what happened in 2008 with the market, and it doesn't matter how safe your investments were, if you had to withdraw money, then you were hosed, and my parents were hosed. And so I watched them have to withdraw money to live on, because you can't live on, you know, your stock. You have to sell the asset to make the money. So if you're, if you're counting on those stocks to, to fund your retirement, you have to retire during a bad a downtime or whatever, and there will be a downtime, then you're in trouble, right? So I watched that happen. And then at the, along about the same time I got, you know how you get these 1099s and you get, oh, I made $10,000 off the, because I was in all these mutual funds that my financial advisor told me to be in, right? And they, you get all these 1099, oh, I've made $10,000. Oh, isn't that great, right? You don't notice it until you get one that says, you've made $65,000 in capital gains. And I'm like, wait a minute. And you owe 25,000 in taxes. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, I didn't withdraw any money. How do I owe 25 grand? Well, this was a mutual fund that I was in that was buying and selling. And they all tell you, oh, well, look at all the money you're making, but I don't have any money in my pocket. I'm not making any money. And I was paying, I had to pay a 25,000. So I call it my $65,000 um, loss or, 1099 or whatever. So, so if you take all of that into, you have to take all of that into consideration when you're, when you're investing, right? So it's wonderful to say that the stock market, you know, is up 40%, 50%, but that's just paper stuff, right? You're not getting money in your pocket. And when you do get money in your pocket, you're going to pay taxes on it. And so, so, and then you're not going to make any more money from that once you sell it. See, you, you, you have to kill the golden goops, right? You're, there, there's no capital. You're, you're talking about like strategies where you would like buy the asset and then refinance out all the investment capital. So you still no, I'm talking about with, a, with an investment, with a, the kind of investments that we do and that I look for are already cash flowing multifamily assets, right? 
that are making money today and that we can go add a carport and charge another $100 a month rent. You know, simple value add stuff for working Americans that are like have jobs and are the security guy at the airport or the LVN at the hospital. And, and you get cash distribution. So that was what so, was so amazing to me was when in, at Wood Glen, when we bought the place in Houston that I put all that money into, I, I got cash from the very beginning. And so I was getting like, you know, for a hundred thousand dollar investment, typically we pay like eight. I look for eight percent preferred return. So you'll you have a hundred thousand dollars you put into the, you get eight thousand dollars a year cash, but then in the end of the year you get a a, a K one, and because of all the depreciation, because of all the expenses, you get a loss on paper. So the IRS says you're losing money, but you're really not. You have $8,000 in your pocket and you still have the principal. The $100,000 is still there, right? And so all along here, you can, so if you have half a million dollars in the stock market, you know, you can, you can make 40 or $50,000 like tax deferred and you're not paying taxes. Well, that's huge. So that's exactly what I started doing six years ago. I started just investing in these deals and I would move over a little money from the stock market here and there. And yeah, I paid capital gains. But at the end of the day, when I hit a six figure income from passive investing, I mean, that's in New York city, that's a, every hundred thousand dollars is a $200,000 job. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Then I, Taxes you guys pay up there. It's incredible. And along the way, people were asking me, how do you, what are you doing? How do you do this? I just realized that people just didn't understand it. So I started keepmore.com, keep more of your money. And, and, and really, you know, I want, my goal is to spread the news, right? Of this and to, and to provide access. You see, we don't have access to this stuff. Only people with Goldman Sachs accounts with $20 million have access to this stuff. I guarantee Warren Buffett is not logging on to Fidelity and buying stocks. He's not going to fidelity.com and buying. He's not in Vanguard index funds like we are. Yeah. They're trying to buy particular assets, right? That's exactly right. And they're going in friends and family almost. They're going in and buying things that are with private money that becomes public by the time it gets to you and me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who, who are the people that you're looking to connect with, you know, right now? Like, people. You know, people. Like myself. People, I'm 58 years old. I know I look 30. It's a curse. But, <laughs> but yeah, I'm 58 years old. I've had, you know, I had a, I finally left my job last year, about a year ago now. And it's just been amazing. The, so I talk to people that, that really want to, keep more of their money and stop paying so much. I got so tired of writing checks to the IRS and people say, Oh, it's because you're making money. Well, you know, they're talking about a 70% tax rate or whatever. I mean, you're an accountant. I mean, the people that are talking about that and are okay with that aren't the one they're having, they have paper losses. I'm telling you, they're not, they don't make any money to pay 70% on. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. No, I mean like that would be, you would probably get people not wanting to really work anymore. Thank you. That's yeah. Well, right. a lot of them are, 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 you know, they're, they're people, you notice how Jared Kushner paying their taxes, right? The, the, that died down pretty fast. Yeah. Right. Because I mean, I don't know his tax situation. I don't know his situation, but I would 
venture to guess that he's in several real estate syndications. Just a guess. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, right? Something in commercial where they can do like bonus depreciation and do like some good, you know, cost seg stuff. Right. You really plummet it down, right? And we do all of that in every deal that I look for. And so what's happened to me is that I've I've developed um lots of friends and family that 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 have told their friends and family and we you know we all get together and we buy an apartment complex and so i work with some of the top syndicators around as and i co-syndicate with them when i when i find a deal that i like and i invest and i want to invest in i get involved with it and 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 then i i offer the opportunity to my investors to participate I offer access to these things that normally wouldn't because I'll go in and they'll say I'll bring in a million I'll bring in two million dollars and then I'll, I'll I'll let my friends and family come in with me very cool Holly. well I like to wrap every episode with like a, a lesson learned and one of the lessons I learned today is just like a good reminder on um, you know as you're you know thinking if you're thinking that taxes are going to be higher in the future because maybe you see a larger national debt and you see talk of, of taxes going up here in the future, that being able to learn the skills that you would need to be able to generate all of those paper losses uh, to be able to save the money on the taxes is, is a really good skill to learn and that if you learn them now um, and start working with them now, then you might find that uh, those are going to really pay off really big down, uh, down the line. So thanks for that reminder. If you were going to leave the audience with like a, a lesson learned today, Holly, what would that be? I think the lesson learned is to like this, I've learned so many, right? But I think probably the the biggest thing that I've learned is that the financial experts don't know much more than we know. Yeah. And yeah. and just because it says Vanguard on it or whatever, they say that it's a no load fund. There's no such thing. Someone's paying for the office building in Manhattan. Yeah. There's no such thing as a, as a low cost, no cost mutual fund. There's no such thing. Yeah, they just work the numbers differently. Well, yeah. right, they, all the expenses are built in and, and, and to get the terms and conditions on a mutual fund, just try it, any of them. Go online, most of these financial houses have like the summary of the terms and conditions, right? It's just the summary. And it's like 30 or 40 pages. You have to ask them for the complete terms and conditions. And it's like that. And that's where you're going to find, oh, paper and copies and office space and all these expenses. And that's coming right out of the returns. Right. Yep. Every single time. So Holly, for anybody looking to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Keepmore.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and everybody go to keepmore.com and go connect with Holly, find out the great stuff she's doing there. She has a great network and I've, I've uh, spoken with her at some events um, together and uh, I think you're going to have a great experience uh, working with her there. So go to keepmore.com um, and uh, keep tuning in here to the Real Estate Nerds podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Scott Royal Smith uh, with Royal Legal Solutions, your one-stop shop for everything real estate investor related. So thanks guys. And thank you, Holly. And uh, have a great week and we'll see you around the way. Excellent. Thank you. That's all for this best deal episode. And I'm your host, Scott Royal Smith with the Real Estate Nerds podcast. 
When investments go good, they can go great. Your legendary best deal could be your next one, so keep at it. Thank you for joining us, and if you enjoyed the show, leave a review to help clue in those sleeping masses for what they need to know and what we all need reminders of. Do your good deed for the day, and I'll see you again soon.